All right. Hello, everybody. This is Julie Slater with 88.5, the SoCal Sound. It is time for a SoCal Sound interview with the ladies from Slater Kinney. I've got Corin Tucker, also Carrie Brownstein. Hello. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. Hello. Very, very happy to be here. Okay. So one of the features I do on air, it's called an 88.5 album dive. So we love to pick a new album that just came out and just play tracks from it. And of course, I thought we'll talk about uh, the new album that's out. You guys originally had uh, Dig Me Out, which came out in 1997. And now just released Dig Me In, a Dig Me Out covers album first of all how does it feel in your mind when you say wow this album came out 25 years ago like does that wrap around like what is how's the how are the feels there's a lot of feelings so <laughs> many feelings it's, it's a lot it's a lot of time it's a lot of history it's a lot of um years spent with this music but i think um i think it feels good to to you know, to be able to celebrate it and say like, yeah, that's a milestone, 25 yeah, years. Right. How do you feel different as people and musicians since this came out? Like, what would you, is there anything you'd say to yourself, tw your 20, you know, 25 year ago self that you've learned and everything now? Oh, geez. I don't, I mean, definitely different. Although I think also the thing that's always surprising to me is how consistent people are like you think you've changed radically and then you read something from that era you know an interview you did and you're like oh i'm basically the same like i, I think we like to imagine these like you know radical shifts or um i think there's probably something a little consistent about it all but i mean i definitely was a little feistier back then i think right corin <laughs> You think you've mellowed? I'm just bit? I'm just remembering. I think on that tour, that was the tour where um Carrie came to the van and you had like purchased lottery tickets. Right? Was that that tour? I think yeah, it, was it was a later tour. Okay. Yeah. And what happened? That and and she handed me a lottery ticket. It was like a scratch off when that was like first a thing. And I was like, and you know, everyone's in the van like scratching off their tickets. And I was like, oh, my God, I won. I won, you guys. And she was like, haha, it's a joke. It's a prank. Was it, it a was fake? a joke. It was a fake <laughs> ticket. That makes it sound that actually that story proves that, that I haven't changed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> was it for a ton of money? Like, did you think you won? No, a ton of money? I mean, well, we were so time, broke at that point. At the time, oh. actually, it was a ton of money. It was five hundred dollars. I was like, I'm rich. I'm staying in a hotel tonight, you guys, because we were sleeping on people's floors on that tour. So, oh wow, yeah, that was um, that was a big deal. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, sorry about that. I still owe you for that <laughs> ticket. <laughs> so I read, a, I saw an interview actually about um, when you guys had taken a break and decided to come back. One of the things you had said was you felt like during the break, you were hoping someone would kind of take what you guys were doing and sort of run with it like a maybe a younger generation of you guys. But at the time, you didn't feel like you found that. I'm wondering, have you found it since? And I'm wondering, since the Linda Lindas are on this record, do you feel like they might be a, a nice little shining, like 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 have your little soul from you guys? That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that you know we feel like there are so many kindred spirits 
now and, and especially like artists that we've worked with on this on this album you know that it, it's um and not that we say like oh we deserve to be honored as like influencers or anything but it's more like finding your people and finding like a more diverse um community of of artists that include you know more younger women more bands of women more front people that are female and or female identified you know it's it's different now and and it does feel like things have kind of changed since we first started as a band how did the linda lindas uh, end up on the record Oh uh, yeah, we asked them. We had the the curation of the album um, involved me, Corin, and Janet Weiss, who was of course the drummer in Slater Kinney for many many years and plays drums on Dig Me Out. So the three of us all sent in lists of people who we wanted to be on the album, and then we started the lengthy process of reaching out to them um, either personally or via management. And yeah, we were really excited that the Linda Linda said said yes. Um, we love their cover of Little Babies. Yeah. And it's so fun to see them. I mean, it, it is like this reflection of seeing a very youthful band starting out and being thrilled and excited and, you know, like watching them on Instagram, like find bubble tea in Barcelona. You know, it's like, <laughs> it is really fun to see that and to see that reflected on on their faces, you know, the the experience of of starting a new band and and getting to, you know, play all those those new shows and just being so excited about it. Do you ever worry about a band like so young? Like, you know, they're just so young and then they're going out on tour and I just hope the, you know, they kind of blew up so fast. I mean, I it seems like they're in a really like a good place like it seems and we we met them when we played we were lucky enough to meet them at riot fest and you know their parents are like super involved and and watching out for them so um it seems like they're they're in a good place and they're having fun with it yeah could you imagine how old were you guys when you how old were you when you first played like your live shows your first live show ever of cedar kinney or just any live just show? at all yeah mm-hmm. i was 18 I was re- I was like that yeah I was really really young playing my very first ever show. It was called Girl Night in Olympia, Washington. And so, yeah, I mean I think I think that it de- for me I felt really I felt really safe doing that because I was a part of this community that was like very focused on like independent music and different voices and celebrating female artists and you know, so I just think I was super fortunate to be a part of that community at such a young age. And I think I was 18 as well. Must have been. Yeah. It I mean it felt young, but when you're when you're 18, <laughs> you feel older, obviously. Yeah, when you look back exactly. you're like, oh, 18's a little baby. <laughs> yeah. Cause 18, you're like, I'm an adult now. I, I know everything. So I'm fine. Yeah. <sighs> That's funny. Uh, I do want to go over a couple because some of the tracks I'm gonna play. How about uh how was Courtney Barnett's uh co- contribution to this how did that all work out that was so amazing i mean i think you know i think we just asked her you know like what do you think about you know doing a cover she's like yep boards and guitar got it like i'm gonna go to my place in in like uh the desert and just turn out this like amazing track like so fast i mean she's just you know she's like a wonder a totally just a musical genius all on her own yeah, I watched her uh, the documentary on her. I haven't seen it. I'm gonna yeah. need to watch it. Yeah, she's pretty, she is she's just amazing. She's just like a really focused writer, performer, all of it. 
So did the artists get to choose the songs or did you guys say, hey, can you do this song? No, um, the artist, I think the artist chose. I mean, obviously at the beginning, people who responded to our inquiry first had more choices. <laughs> so if, you know, and and often people are are busy or just, you know, like doing other things, but the people that kind of responded early on, they got to pick whatever song they want. And then, you know, halfway through, it's like, okay, well, there's this, these six songs left. And then, um, but yeah, it, it kind of worked out organically. I, 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 no one, you know, when we were down to three songs, there was no one that was like, nah, now those are, you know, everyone, everyone I think found uh, their way into the song and, and found a way to relate to it. Um, so yeah, it, it felt pretty natural overall. And how do you feel like I'm going to be playing uh, certain tracks off this record and play like clips of our conversation into it. How how would you feel? How do you feel about St. Vincent's version of Dig Me Out? Like, what are your vibes from what you wrote and then her version of it? I think it's it's, you know, a totally cool, like stylized St. Vincent vibe. Um, you know, it's it's she's taken it and made it this very like edgy almost like science fiction sounding song, which I think is super cool. And, you know, her vocals on it are very edgy and like emotional. Um, so she's taken the I kind of idea of the song and made it sort of like a, a different, like more like modern take on it, I think, which is just really interesting. Yeah, it's very taut. You know, it's it's like she sort of distilled like the anxiousness an urgency of that song. And it's just like, she's balancing on this single wire. Um, yeah. I, I think it's like going back to like the Courtney thing. What I, one thing I love about hearing contemporary artists cover songs is that you can, you can tell how culture has changed. Like when we were singing words and guitar, it was about claiming or reclaiming, I guess, claiming something that we felt like inherently wasn't ours that like, you know, in the nineties, this idea of like, being in a rock band and being female was still uh, tenuous, you know, and you had to really stake your claim and, you know, sort of claw your way in. And you can hear that in the song. It's just like, it's almost like its own rallying cry. It's, you know, sort of like your own mantra to remind yourself, like, I'm worthy of this. I'm capable of it. And then Courtney's version of it is sung with this kind of like insouciance, like, of course, why wouldn't I have words and guitar? I own this. I've had it for years. And that to me, that that's sort of a distillation of my favorite part of this whole album is like you can hear a modern sensibility and how far we've come by the ways people approach the record and the songs. How about uh, Wilco with One More Hour? Any feelings on that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think uh, that one was actually one where Jeff Tweedy asked us, like, which song do you want me to do? And I definitely was like, one more hour. I want you to do that one, you know, because <laughs> I wanted to hear his voice singing it. And I wanted to have that feeling of, you know, heartbreak that I think Jeff is so great at, you know, and I think that he really brought that sense to the song of, of um, you know, the change that happens over time and relationship change and you know, I think that they that Wilco really brings a, that sensibility to that track. Yeah, I also they were so faithful to the sounds when I first heard it. I was like, they are so masterful. Like they dialed in those guitar tones really, really well. Like a lot of people just completely, you know, bypassed. You know, they were not faithful to instrumentation. Uh, you know, a lot of people didn't use guitars, which is obviously a staple of the band. Or 
did electric drums, you know, and, and, but it was like, they just had those sounds there. The other thing I like about it is, you know, that's a song about queer relationships. And I feel like when you're queer, you, for a while, you spent so long having to like live and your experience through like hetero, like songwriters, you know, and this is like, it's, it's so satisfying to hear like a straight guy cover like what was, you know, uh, or is like this sort of like classic, like queer love song or queer breakup song. Like I'm like, aha, the tables have turned, <laughs> but it, it, but it, but the thing is, it's just, it is so universal, you know, and that's what you always want as a writer, that it's not just a love song between two people, or it doesn't matter what the orientation or sexuality is. But I just think for so long, you know, if you were queer, you were so reliant on, on sort of the straight perspective, but really you want to be singing the songs for everyone. And, and that Wilco is, is such a, to me, it's like just a great distillation of that. It's like, okay, good. You know, this is just a love song. It, it doesn't fit into a single category anymore. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, and what about, uh, I'm a big fan of low. It was kind of uh, interesting to hear the male, female voices on dance song 97. What's, what's your take on that one? When I first heard the low cover of Dance Song 97, I think I just started crying. Like, it's their, their singing is so emotional to me when they sing together. And, you know, just like the whole emotionality of it is, it's like really impactful. And to have written that song so long ago, and it's such a frenetic song. I mean, it was, I wrote it as such a young person, the lyrics part anyway. And to hear it like slow down in the way that they do so beautifully. And then to be able to kind of relive those memories, but have the, the weight of, of age and experience that they are able to carry on their voices. It was just, just really beautiful, I think, and, and really reinterpreted it into this new experience. Yeah, it, I I also feel like I cried when I first heard it. It's it's a very powerful rendition. It somehow re retains like the the desperation and longing, but like in slow motion, which is more devastating because it's like instead of just like spitting it out like this plea, it's like you're just you really feel like the heaviness of of waiting. You know, it's it's a wonderful cover. It must be this. I would imagine just putting this whole record together had to be a pretty emotional thing for you guys. Even just, it's kind of how awesome for all these people you love, even to take the time to really dig into your music and do a version of a song for you. How did all that feel? You know, it's like coming around again for you. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's like all the feels as as the young people say, you know, it's 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 really rewarding, of course, because, you know, it's getting the ultimate feedback from uh, your own community of, of artists and songwriters that your your writing is worthy of of covering and of, of revisiting and reinterpreting, you know, and it's also you know, it's also sad because it's it's been such a long time from that like era of the band, and you know, it's things have changed, and and you know, there's no way of getting around that. It's just you know, being able to kind of like accept what we have today and who we are as a band today as well. So it's it's kind of like a whole bunch of feelings at once. Yeah, it really made us think about our songwriting because we have such a specific vernacular, and you know that 
the the three of us on Dig Me Out, you know, self-taught musicians. It seemed like a band that was really hard to cover. And so I was I was very appreciative um that people kind of did their own version of it. It was more of like an, a reimagining or reinterpretation of it. And I think it allowed us to hear sort of our songwriting, like, oh, it's it's kind of like reflected back at you in kind of like a funhouse mirror. And you're like, oh, okay, that's it. That's that is interesting. Like it's just it, it yeah, it's definitely rewarding. And I think we are really appreciative of everyone who took the time because it's it's not easy. You know, everyone is like all these musicians are obviously working today, putting out records. You know, some of these Black Belt Eagle Scout has a record coming out in a second. Margo Price just is about to put out a record. You know, the Namdi, all these people are right in the middle of things. And for them to take time out of that, you know, hectic schedule and cover it, it, it really was um, a lovely tribute. Is there any song, uh, some artists like look back at their writing and they're like, oh, it's so hard for me to hear that song. Is there any song on this record that's tough for you guys? Either one of you? Um, I, I mean, I, I actually love all of these songs a, a lot. I think, um, I think it's, it's really interesting to hear how people have reinterpreted them, you know, because I think even the songs that are, you know, about like sadness or frustration or all these other like worries and, and problems we are kind of going through on the album. To hear them sort of like reinterpreted by an artist today is it is it's, it's kind of like a a release in some ways of like oh you know that idea and thought that we had um, may have inspired somebody in a in a way that we couldn't even have thought of twenty five years ago you know yeah. yeah I don't I don't think there's any song on this I think this is an album for us that one has always been easy to play live like this this is an album that lives on for us. Uh, more so than others, you know, the, the album that followed it, Hot Rock, very hard to play live. So hard to play live. Very few songs from that album are play were even playable live when we wrote it and toured on it. Um, so this is an album I think that lives and breathes um, at our shows. You know, even in 2022. So I feel like that relationship to the album, I think, remains very close to us. Like it's it's a it's an ever evolving one. It's not just something that we've sort of discarded or put into the past. So I think that helps too. It's it's an it's it's something that feels very much a part of the band now as well. So it, it's kind of on a continuum and I I think part of that is because we have such fondness for the songs and they're not ones that are hard for us. They they are in some ways very quintessential. That's great. Uh, we are running out of time. I just wanted to ask uh I guess is what's next for Slater Kinney? What's 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 on the deck for either one of you or together? Or we are actually working on stuff together. So, so yeah, we're 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 looking towards twenty twenty three. Super excited about it, and um, you know, just just writing some stuff. Yep, we're just in writing mode. Cool for sure. <laughs> well, can't wait to hear the new stuff, uh, Slater Kinney. Thank you so much, uh, Carrie and Corin, for uh, stopping by 88.5 The SoCal Sound. And thanks for being a part of our 88.5 Album Dive. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Take care.